happy Friday, everybody. Welcome back to Brown Bag Bets. Powered by BetsCurse, we are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, Mr. Andy Mahler, and as is Friday tradition, Mr. Matthew Rooney. And frankly, gentlemen, hopefully all of us are a little bit richer because that was quite a bit of fun last night, and I put my hand over my ear because we can't quite hear it, but if Producer Dan did his job, there should be a nice song playing in the background. How'd you do, Andy? Good. The draft was good. Um... I don't think I bet. I bet a little baseball. Best baseball is fine. Bet a little tennis. Honestly, what what, what did we give out yesterday? So yeah, let, let's. I mean, everyone, we should be victory lapping the draft because it went amazingly. But was yesterday Halep? Was that my joke? It seemed yesterday felt like it was twenty five hours long. First off, <laughs> but did did you give out Halep yesterday? Was that yes, yes, ago? I did. It was Halep okay. yesterday. Then Andreescu over. Andreescu got through pretty quickly. Or no, I'm sorry, Halep retired against Andreescu and then there was an over or something. No, Georgie. That's right, Georgie. Oh, that was she the lost. retirement match? See, I'm Halep retired. Uh, Georgie yeah. lost to Ostapenko, so yeah. gave a little back. I'm always like, whenever I get excited, I'm always thinking like one day ahead of time. Because I'm like, God, didn't didn't Halep just truck someone? Although I did have a, I did have one of your tennis bets that I placed and I forgot about it. It was that total from a few days ago. Where I like you're whenever you get rushing me, I'll bet during the show and then I'll forget about it until later. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, that match was like it started at like noon. And then you go look and that one came through in spades. So I'm probably up on tennis for the week. Golf was good. Whatever I did give out yesterday was a winner. As you remember, Mr. Abnormal uh, Distributed got on the horn and he, uh, he he actually tagged me in the golf rat slack too. Said I like I bet that too. Just at a better number. So when I joked that hey, this is what I bet it at, you can bet it at a better number than that. Apparently there was an even better number that people got it at. But Adam Long got the job done versus uh, I can't even remember Mackenzie Hughes, I believe is who we bet against. So good job, good job to him. And right now I've I've bet the same. I made the same matchup bets. Thursday and Friday, often, if they offer me the same thing and the prices aren't too different and I don't disagree, I will make the same goddamn bet again. <laughs> so this morning, I am the same one. Since it was an afternoon bet, this morning it's a morning bet. So I'm on long over McKenzie again. And right now it's minus three to minus two. My guy is ahead with about five, six holes left. So coming right down to it should be a, should be one for the ages. Patrick Cantley leads. We'll get to a little golf later. Let's start with hockey, Matt's here. And hey guys. I, I did watch part of the game. I like I said, really? I watched no, well, not Which any part? of the right the, the overtime, just overtime. Okay, that's the, that's not, something. Did not watch a minute of regulation, but I saw it was going in overtime, and I was just like I said on the show, just finishing up with the uh best in show at the Westminster, and it turned out it was like perfect timing after they gave the ribbons, overtime started, flipped over. Not the result I wanted, but still, overtime hockey is super fucking exciting. And it's just yeah, especially with those two teams and how yeah. good they are. That was the Tampa came out. I, I you know you said you didn't watch the first period, but Tampa came out and scored in the first. I think third, I think they scored in thirty six seconds to take a one nothing yeah. lead, and they dominated the first period. I think they outshot Colorado something like twelve to two, thirteen to two but only went into the locker room up one to nothing. And that's kind of when I was, I was watching most of the game. I was out to dinner for the first period and then back home for the, the second and third. 
in overtime. And when I got home, I was like, oh, it's only one nothing. That's probably a pretty decent sign of like a, a little moral victory for Colorado, just getting absolutely completely manhandled in the first period. And their weak link, their goalie kind of stood behind them, backed them up, kept it at one nothing. And then Colorado turned back into Colorado, kind of controlled the rest of the game. That that first period kind of seemed like Tampa's shot to go and, and build a big lead and really steal some momentum. And the fact they only went up in the series and in the game, and the fact that it was only one nothing kind of uh, seemed to derail them a little bit and give Colorado a little juice the rest of the way. Yeah, that's what I and the announcer said it. This is like the hockey cliche: the ice was tilted. Like over after after <laughs> that's a, a, that's a big minutes, one. You hear that one a yeah, lot. Yeah, it felt like it felt that way. It's like, oh man, Colorado is just. I'm gonna need a lucky goal from my Lightning here because Colorado was attacking hard. But these same two teams is as is often the case in the playoffs. We'll play again tonight. That's usually what in happens. in the Mile High City as the, another cliche. From high, I'm I'm becoming like a hockey guy. There you go. Game by game, the Stanley Cup will be in the building, as they say. As there well, you go. Because it could be awarded tonight. It makes me think of that winning time. Was the Raptors. Were they? Were they? Uh, who was before Stern? Um, in the NBA, he is uh, O'Neal. O'Brien. 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 I said O'Neal. That's Shaq. O'Brien didn't that come Shaq. to that Lakers game because he didn't think they could close it out in Philly or however it was. I'm not sure if that's historically accurate, but that's how it was on the fun winning time show. It makes me think of that. But they, they will bring the cup tonight just in case the Lightning boff it up again. I think it's about, what, a minus 180 plus 160 split on the money line? Yeah, I think I saw minus 178 for the, the Avalanche money line this morning, which is probably about right. They they should be the favorites. Andy, I did. I think I figured out what I want you to – what I want my – you offered to take me out to, to dinner sometime this morning when you're in the city next, when you're next time in yeah. Chicago. What I want is you to take me to a Blackhawks game at some point. When Which, hockey I would season do rolls that. around, I want to go to a hockey game with you. I, I think would that rather is a, go to a hockey game than watch it on TV. 100%. I think we do that. Let's get you into a hockey game. Let's get you at a hockey game. You can pick a wild game. You could pick when Connor McDavid and the Oilers come to town so you have something fun to watch. That That's fine, too, but that's that's what I want back from you. I think that's I was going to say, is there a lot of hockey in Minnesota? Is it hard? Do we have to fly in? It's somewhere? a little hard to find in Minnesota. You, you come further south, though, to Chicago. You know, that's that's usually where they have a lot more hockey. Oh, south okay, that's good. That's not too far. Yeah. I was no, going to say, I, if I open my front door, I can see a hockey arena. If I walk <laughs> out to the street, like, literally. Uh, we have there's There is a fucking picture on the wall of one of the guys on the Miracle on Ice team in the arena down the street. Because one of them right. is one of them is from town. He went to the high school up the up the road here. So yeah, it is kind of a hockey area. But uh I digress. We'll bet on it anyway. So nothing on the side or total, it looks like you're uh no, it's, up it's, again still. It's it's like my head said my my heart kind of says like I kind of think Colorado run I don't want to say runs away with it tonight, but kind of plays just is the better team again. And I think Tampa had their shot in game four. And I think this is kind of when Tampa or Colorado, you know, takes back over again, like they did in the third period and such, but Tampa's still so good and so competitive that, you know, like tonight in, in game five, like similar to the, the Rangers games that when they were getting dominated, they find ways to come back, make them games late and still be compete. I, I, I can't bet against them the plus one or give Colorado the one, take the one and a half of Colorado because Tampa is still, capable of getting outplayed and having an all-time goalie performance and scrapping some goals together late. So I stuck with some shots on goal and some anytime goal score props because I kind of think that's the way to go with these. I think you, you 
take some educated guesses and see what sticks. The Stamkos McKinnon shots on goal is a uh, FanDuel has those like performance parlay performance doubles. I think they're called sections. You get a whole bunch. I really like the shots on goal here with McKinnon and Stamkos. Uh, McKinnon over three and a half shots on goal is not a lock, but if you look at like where they you know give you player to get two plus three plus four plus shots on goal, McKinnon to get three plus shots on goal is like minus three fifty something along the lines of that minus three hundred. Like it's it's very likely to happen. He's only gone under that three or four times all playoffs. And I'm kind of seeing that as close to a lock because you can get, and then Stamkos, I mean, he's him and Kucherov, the third two best players, Stamkos, their captain, they've won 11 straight playoff series. Their backs are up against the wall. I would imagine you see, you know, a captain and Stamkos who's still at the peak of his career, kind of try to take it upon himself a little bit more, throw a few more shots on goal, try to generate a little bit more on their own. And if they're down, you know, a goal or two early, you'll see, Stamkos, Kucherov, Palat, uh, you know, get more ice time and be on the ice a little bit more than usual. Play cl- kind of closer to 25 minutes as opposed to 21. So I just think there's going to be a lot more opportunities, and the the, the top end Tampa talent will Stamkos. take it upon themselves putting this uh, together, to try and generate uh, some more. You're putting together a parlay of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's yeah, see what it's around. Yeah. I don't have the, I don't have the legal books. I, you know how it works. I have to mail oh, okay. people money. Yeah. To bet on things like this, so yes. I can put it yeah. together on property. You definitely don't do it. People definitely don't that's, place bets for you. That's certainly not that something you doesn't say. Seems definitely does not ever happen. That would end up uh, both yeah. people in jail. Uh, I, no, I don't. Put this one together. If you are on, if you are on one of the legal books, FanDuel is where I found this one. I, I don't know if any of the other ones have them, but they, you know, FanDuel has those, you know, parlay doubles with you know certain players and stats. Um, and then I threw a couple shots under and shot shots on goal anytime scores. I'll start with Andre Palak because I talked about him last time. I'm going to give the same reasoning. Uh, I kind of think he is, uh, you know, he's after Stamkos, Kucherov, Hedman. He's kind of one of the the unsung heroes of that core. He's been around since, you know, Tampa's been making these runs in 2015. Uh, he's a very good player. He's got, I think, well, I think he's got nine or 10 goals in the postseason. I think it's 10 goals in the postseason. And I just expect him to, you know, get his chances tonight. He's He's got two goals in the series already. So I'd plus 265 for as good of a goal scorer as he's. I, I like that. And Valerie Nachuskin, uh, big second line winger for Colorado, a, a hell of a shot. Um, often gets a little bit overshadowed with how high end, top end talent the, the Colorado top six is. He gets chances on the power play. He's got a big shot. He's been a little bit better at home, been a little bit, a little bit more noticeable at home. And he's also a, a free agent when July rolls around who's due for a big payday. So he's probably going to want to add to some stats. They're at pad his stats a little bit there like he has all postseason. Um, plus 250 for him. I think he's he's too good of a goal scorer to have odds of that high. So like I said, I really love the shots on goal parlay there. Uh, and then I'm going to go with those anytime goal scorers. And I'm debating just because Nazem Kadri has been the Mr. Everything, get underneath everyone's skin opponent, getting the overtime winner. His first goal odds are like plus 1,600, and it wouldn't shock me to see him go ahead and get like a, a quick, early, scrappy goal to get Tampa right on their heels and kind of be that catalyst for Colorado again. Didn't want to put that on the card since it's plus 1,600, but that's that's one I'm going to probably dabble on. I have no idea. How I like all of those. I have no idea how to turn this into a parlay. Well, well they, those, cause those sites don't have same-game parlays, do they? And they do. I know I have parlayed like because that's that's it's the pain annoying. in the ass. Yeah, that's the pain in the ass of uh builders. Uh-huh. Uh, the bet builder thing is like normally it makes you parlay. Like you put in two or three bets, like, oh, don't you want to parlay these? 
And the one time I actually do, it's like not letting me. So I'll figure it out. I, I mean, you could probably just go and use like a generic parlay calculator on, on Google and type in the price of the odds. Well, no, I, but I actually want to bet it. So oh, okay. I, I didn't know you actually wanted to. It, won't, it wouldn't let me combine it automatically. I thought you were just you like, like that, I thought it was the curious <laughs> mind in you just wanting to see what FanDuel's price is compared to your offshore price. Oh, You're no, so I, cute, Matt. Yeah, no, I, Andy's, Andy won last night, so like the odds of me degening a few things is uh it's time to play some so i'll keep an eye on i'll keep an eye on glasses then when you come to a hospital seems likely and then yes as you're gonna be playing blackjack on some of these accounts freaking um count maintenance you know adam long got to four under though uh ad um mackenzie hughes um, oh long just hit a 50 foot birdie there we go. All right, so it's well, that's lovely. Probably like uh, that. M- McKenzie has a apparently an eagle putt that's very short that might end up. We, we could have a good one down the stretch, but Adam Long. And you do want to ask with the game tonight? Are you going to double down again on Tampa's money line, and or are you because you got the series to go six or seven? Are you gonna are you gonna we take some plus money Tampa, Tampa money? Already. Yeah, I, I have a Tampa ticket at minus one thirty, so I could I could improve my average. Well, that's what I'm saying. You did that in game. <laughs> did you do that in game down. four? No, no, I just played your props. I said I'm not going to double down. Oh, it was game three. No, sorry, game three though. You went pretty big on Tampa's money line, didn't you? Oh yeah, no, t- game yeah. three. I just said first game home. I'm gonna make okay. It. I didn't, got it. Got I didn't it. make anything except the props outside game four. So yeah, and then, I yeah, thought re- you've been riding their money line the whole time. Real quick, golf. Like I said, I played Naismith over Kisner yesterday. I actually laid the half stroke, but the odds have shifted. The difference between laying the half stroke and just playing the money line were minus 110 to minus 130, which is only like 3.5%. It wasn't as big as I wanted it to be to actually lay the half stroke. So I played the straight money line, played a little extra juice here. Not usually the direction I go. I just didn't care for the price they were offering me. Um, same thing as uh, anybody who talked to me about Kisner yesterday. It's a guy I will bet against. He had a nice day. Luckily, I had him against a better golfer yesterday who shot five under. It didn't matter. And then uh, Gim, Doug Gim over Sahith Thigala. This is one another one where Thigala I bet against in a regular, a full tournament play that's not looking so hot. But I still am down on him just in general as far as how he matches up with this course. I don't like his skill set for this one. Maybe it's still just smaller sample size since he doesn't have a ton of rounds on tour. But I like Doug Gim a lot at this, uh, at this tournament. They both pee off in about 40 minutes. The Neesmith-Kisner one doesn't tee off for about an hour and 20 minutes. So you have a little more time on that, but yeah, just a couple of quick daily plays went two and zero yesterday. And like I said, we hit the one that was on the show. That's the most important thing. It's all that matters. It's all the people want. Really, really. Um, decent size tennis tournament coming up. I know this, this one. Tournament called I don't, Wimbledon. Yeah. Luckily I don't, I don't, I do not have a noon Eastern meeting today because Okay, we might we might go deep with this. We got a bunch of shit to bet on on a Friday. I love these kind of Fridays. But the draft, it's just been sort of lurking and lurking. And I woke up oh, this yeah. morning and we finally had the draw. Thank you, bookmakers. They actually, everybody reopened everything pretty quickly. And a bunch of outrights I like already in Wimbledon. Again, this is just on the women's side. The tournament starts on Monday. So you've got some time, but hunt around. Some of these numbers will end up moving 
Um, there's probably one on here already that doesn't really exist anymore, unfortunately. But let's take a look at them all. And I, I'll walk through instead of kind of the list here, look at the draw a little bit. So we've got our one seed, Aiga Shwiantek. She has played, I think, less than 10 matches on grass at the WTA level in the last three years. Generally does not play very well in those matches, has beaten some bad players, but doesn't have nearly the kind of success that we've seen from her over these last couple of weeks. And this is also her first tournament since the French Open. And she comes out her first match against a qualifier. That could be a little tricky, but maybe able to move through the draw. As I look at the first quarter, I think there's a good opportunity for us to get some value, honestly, just opposing her. She's still being priced like this is a hardcore tournament or even almost a clay tournament as, as kind of the big prohibitive favorite still. Barbara Krejcikova, you see down there kind of in the middle at 120 to one. Now she has played hardly any tennis. The tennis she's played has lost two matches in three sets. Hasn't been great, but it's such a big number given that she has every other day off. I believe she's going to be playing doubles. So we'll have a chance to play herself into some form. And if she wins a couple matches in a row here and maybe Iga gets um, upset kind of before she gets there, that number is going to drop down to the twenties and thirties almost overnight. So going to grab her at a big number for a small play. And then the other name in the first quarter, uh, Bianca Andreescu. She is someone who in the last couple weeks or so has showed us that she does actually have a pretty solid game for grass. She's one of the most mentally strong players on tour, which is a huge advantage when we get to some of these grand slams. She does not get nervous or overwhelmed by some of these big moments and has a kind of a soft draw here. Now, some big names, Elena Rybakina, who hasn't won a grass match all season has looked poor. Barbina Muguruza, who looks like she's going to retire at some point in the next couple of months. Um, and at that point, she kind of walks through and maybe be there against Iga in the quarterfinal, but like her chances quite a bit. So 30 to one is a good number. You should be able to find that just about everywhere. Um, and then a kind of a long shot bet to win the quarter. Donna Beckett at 33 to one. She sits down to the bottom, one of the easier spots in the draw. Doesn't really have a tough match, honestly, until the fourth round or so and could easily be in the quarterfinals. So at 33 to one, I'll grab some of that and we'll probably buy out, honestly, if she makes the quarterfinals, but a game very well suited for grass. You look at the second quarter, the second quarter looks kind of wide open to me. You've got Coco Goff and Serena Williams and Amanda Anasimova down there at the bottom, which is going to draw a lot of attention. And Coco Goff might honestly win this tournament. We'll see. She's really talented, but hard to kind of parse out any of the favorites here. Halep's there. She does very well. Bedosa's there, but went with a long shot. Georgie there, you can see in the middle at 110 to one. She's coming off, uh, I believe, back-to-back semifinals or at least a quarterfinal in semifinals. Has a great game for grass and could definitely blow through this tournament at a really big number. I'm happy to grab that and see kind of how she does against Halep or so. If she can get past that spot or maybe Halep stumbles, she could be easily in the quarterfinals there or even win the quarter. So happy to grab her at a big number. And then down to the bottom of the draw, the third quarter, um, looks like Alms Jabors, but I'm just going to take her to win the quarter at plus 200. And then Allison Riss there in the top. She loves the grass. Um, fantastic for her. But most of the value, honestly, in the whole draw, I think, sits down there in the fourth quarter. You're as far away from a lot of the better players in the top half of the draw. And a couple names, particularly Elena Ostapenko and Belinda Benchich. You see them there at the top. Benchich, 22 to 1. Um, Ostapenko, I was able to get a 30. Poke around and see if you can find something in the mid-20s. Honestly, that number might be gone. But I think that's our quarterfinals there in the fourth quarter. And either woman wins that. We'll have a chance, I think, to beat Jabor. And whoever comes out of the top half, I have both of those numbers kind of in the mid-teens. And it's kind of where we're headed. So I think I covered everything. Mahova, that's right. Mahova, 100 to 1. 
she goes against Halep in the first round and will probably bet her in that match. She is really great on grass. Halep is fantastic as well, but that match I think is going to be a lot closer. And as a result, we're getting a huge inflated um, outright price. You'll see some 80s out there. I think there's one 100. I think our friends at fans will actually offer that particular 100, but anything 80 or better on her looks pretty good. So a whole bunch of stuff, and I'll try to write a preview or at least tweet out some thoughts probably Saturday afternoon, maybe Sunday morning. Um, no injury concerns with Jabour. You think that was just a, I need to get out of here so I can get ready for Wimbledon kind of withdrawal. Yeah. I think that's kind of what was going on a little bit of management there. And then and given that, that it's a grand slam and she gets every other day off. Cool. Yeah. Like let's get it yeah. done. She, she looked fine when she was, in fact, she didn't look fine. She looked amazing playing doubles. My God, she she could probably win some slam doubles if she has the right partner. She really moved well with a partner, so um, I don't know. That's uh, I didn't even see her play any singles. I saw doubles matches, which was I don't know. That's the only kind. Yeah, I don't think I she actually her. played singles. She's back out of singles oh. with doubles with Serena. <laughs> Maybe that's why I didn't see any singles coverage ever. I only saw some doubles. Well, good for her. But all right, there's a lot of baseball today still. And it doesn't matter that the, you know. There's no day baseball today. There's no day baseball. baseball. The earliest game is 640 your time. It's I, What are we doing, I, people? I literally, when you were finishing up your Wimbledon numbers, I went to go, because I, 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 I knew is I was coming up problem? next. I went to go double check my, uh, the, you know, FanDuel to make sure that the schedule, there was nothing. No day baseball. How do we not have a one o'clock start on a on a Friday afternoon somewhere on a beautiful Friday always, afternoon make, like this? They should make the Gross bad teams like the or, yeah, like the Orioles and some of the anybody. They should just make like if a team is scheduled to be bad, give them a bunch of day games because they're not going to get fans anyway. That is the and one granted, granted that, the Orioles are in they're in Chicago they right now. I, I don't like the Chicago. Cubs, I hate the Chicago Cubs. The one thing they got going for them, though, for every Friday afternoon they're at home, they got a one twenty-first pitch, and it's lovely. It's a just, it's a great way to start the weekend. Even if I, if I, I'm not a Cubs fan, but I don't mind going to one of those, you know, one twenty start on a Friday afternoon if I have all my work done. Read, um, you know, going and checking out a baseball game, it's fun. I went to. It's a great I went way to kick to a, off the summer weekend. I went to a Cubs game. It was a day game during the week. We were off on vacation, and we used before we had kids. In fact, my oldest was. My wife was very pregnant for this game. And it was, we just got bleacher seats because I said, I want to sit by the Ivy. I've never been to Wrigley. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was like cheap beer day in the bleachers. Oh. Like if you were in the bleachers, the beer was like, uns- it was cheaper to drink in the stadium than it was at the bars in Wrigleyville. That's because, it, you know, the, the tap beer was just like on sale. So, and everybody knew about it. So I got into the game. The bleachers were full. But again, yeah. it was like a day game in the middle of the week. Like the the rest of the bowl was like thirty percent full, but the bleachers are completely packed. So it was a it was a unique experience as as people got pretty lubricated. Out yeah, there. It, and, and then and then the Cubs fucked it up and blew a save at the end. So then you had that. drunk, angry Cubs fans. It was that's it was great. Dangerous. That's always fun. But uh, speaking of third place teams from that city, looks like you have a, a homer bet for the day. I do have a homer bet for the day. We're uh, the, the Cubs, by the way, are not in third place. I believe they're last in the in the Central, Andy. They're behind the Pirates, which is it's, it's almost hard to do. Um, the White Sox minus one and a half plus money today. Michael Kopech's throwing for them. He's been really good all year. 
Um, I believe he's his whip is under one is under one ERA just above two. And I I've seen two different starters for the Orioles. FanDuel has a different one listed than ESPN, so I'm not sure who their starter is at the moment. But the gentleman listed on ESPN, Kyle Bradish, has an ERA in the sevens. The, uh, the the White Sox lineup is a little bit banged up, but they have still been. It, they actually hit the ball pretty well last night. Baltimore played really well defensively, took away some extra base hits with some great outfield play. And prior to that, they've, they've been hitting the ball really, really well over the last two weeks. So I, I like them at home on a Friday night with their ace on the mound against Baltimore, plus money minus the one and a half. I know the odds say don't, you know, with a home team, take don't take minus one and a half. It's not the smart bet, but I still like it. Um, and then uh, the, the next one's a, a producer, Dan Special. He tweeted this morning, Freddie Freeman, uh, his bet slip for Freddie Freeman to Homer and his return to Atlanta. I went a little bit more conservative. I, I took him at three plus total bases, plus 200 there, just to give myself a little bit out and some two to one value. But Freddie Freeman returns to Atlanta. Uh, I think he's probably getting his ring tonight if, if he hasn't already. Um, but he'll get a nice warm welcome from the crowd and then probably go deep on that first or second at bat. So that one will be fun to watch. That should be a really good game, too, with both teams as good as they are. So White Sox minus the one and a half uh, with Kopech on the mound, plus 114 against Baltimore. And Freddie Freeman to do some damage against his old club. I'll be, I won't see any of this. I'll be watching hockey. I'm a big hockey guy. Guys. You're a big hockey guy. I can't. I, I cannot am, wait I am, to go to the I've never the been to the United. Andy, so the hockey I, guy. I'm kind of excited to see that. It's not like it's not supposed to be nice, but it's kind of historic. Many a, many a championship has been won in there in the '90s, at least. Hey, I get and the, hey, the the white the, the white and the Sox, 2010s the Sox, and the 2010s as well. So I was in the but building that, in 2015. I personally witnessed one of those. That is, yeah, that is the plan. I'm going to take Matt to a hockey game. So there we go. I'll take hopefully, you out of the I don't live too far from the stadium. It'll be great. We'll have a lovely time. I think so. Bet on some yeah, ho- stuff. Hopefully, hopefully we get a little more hockey. I would like to see at least two more games. A little more hockey. Not only just for my bets, but just for something to talk about. June swoon, July drought is a real thing. Yeah, I'm gonna have to get really into betting baseball. And I we're don't having want to have a, to <laughs> yeah, we're having a we have a WNBA guest that. lined up. I'm gonna be looking at somebody talk UFC. I we should start I'm, having like we should just after hockey ends. We should just have football Fridays where we each come up with a always, football future. Always like. football. Yeah, we, we will do some football coming up. But I've talked to somebody about coming on to talk USFL next week. We're win really total gonna, Wednesday will be we're, back. We're, we're, yeah, we're gonna, we'll get win total Wednesday back probably starting next week. So we'll be scraping it. We'll have some golf guests. It, it, there's plenty to bet on. It just hockey and basketball are over, so it's just baseball and tennis and golf for now. Just summer sports. So. I, I talk about some hockey draft props, but the guy to go number one is like minus 10,000 right now, Shane Wright. Okay. So that's not even, there's no drama. The only cool thing ever about the hockey draft was that uh, that poor girl who got her picture taken when the guy was walking down the bleachers. Google that if you, uh, if you have, I'm not even going to, I'm not even, I'll tell you guys off the air. Inapropes. It's inapropes. Little oh. League World Series guests, UFC card guests. Yes, all of it. I'm going to just, we're going to lean hard on guests coming up. So, Thank you to FanDuel. Thank you to Matt. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to producer Dan, Betsperts, the whole team, everybody in New York City at the draft. Thanks to the Orlando Magic Brass. Thanks to, you know, you. Hit the thumbs up. We'll see you next week.